The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He takes every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know whether you noticed, but uh, two of our readings today come from the same person. The second reading uh, was from the letter of St. John, the first letter of St. John. And the gospel today is from John as well, the gospel according to John. And uh, if you read the two, you can see that they have very similar language, very uh, similar focus in some ways on who Jesus is and kind of explaining the faith in some ways. And today we have both of those line up in one specific way, uh, which is about intercession. So the gospel today, which we just heard, uh, has this beautiful phrase, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you, right? Pretty clear, okay? Ask for whatever you want and it'll be done for you. Okay, great. Uh, We also hear in the first letter of John, uh, a little bit different. Interestingly enough, the gospel according to John was actually written before the second reading. The letter is thought to be written after the gospel. So anyways, you've got this whole other thing uh, that's, yeah, a whole other chronological thing in the way that it's presented. But he says in this one as well, which the assumption is, is that these people would have also known the gospel according to John as well. But he writes, uh, receive from him, God, whatever, Well, he says this whole phrase, beloved, if your hearts do not condemn you, we have confidence in God and receive from him whatever we ask. Okay, so similar phrase, we receive from him whatever we ask. Okay, so we've got this 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 phrase in both of these of ask for whatever you want and you'll receive it. And so we hear that and we're like, okay, that's good. Right. And I think it's important for us to meditate on that. Uh, But in our life, do we experience that? Right? I, don't, I don't know about you, but, but there's a lot of prayers that I've prayed that don't seem to be answered. Right? There's a lot of things that I want that don't seem to happen. And so how do we reconcile this? Right? How do we reconcile the fact that he says, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. And yet we ask for whatever we want and it doesn't get done for us. Well, why? Is that because God isn't faithful? Is that be, why is that case? What I would say is that there's a few different reasons why. 
First of all, is because sometimes uh, we ask for contradictory things, okay? So we ask and we want something and we want two separate things, right? Next week we want to be in uh, Jamaica and we also want to be in Rome, right? Okay, okay, well, those are contradictory things, right? God, you know, can't make both happen and maybe neither one of them happen. Uh, but but we, we sometimes have contradictory things. That's just an example. I think what often happens, which is more common in kind of the contradictory, is that we say, God, I want my life to be perfect, right? I want all of pain and suffering and other difficulties to go away, and then we pray the Our Father, and we say, Thy will be done. <laughs> and we say, well, God, I want to be holy. And then on the other end, we say, I don't want to suffer at all. And God's like, well, you know, um, these are kind of in contradiction. He speaks about it today where if you bear fruit, he'll prune. Now, pruning isn't exactly a pleasant process, Right? There's, there's a certain amount of suffering, there's a certain amount of difficulty, there's a certain amount of change that happens in the pruning process. And so when we pray the liturgy, when we pray the Our Father, when we make these other prayers, they're prayers not for comfort and ease and complacency, but they're for prayers of holiness, which often require a certain amount of difficulty, struggle in the midst of this all, right? We also pray for eternal life. And in order to have eternal life, we also have to experience uh, death and suffering to a certain degree. So that's where often the contradiction happens, okay? One of the other ways in which sometimes our prayers don't get answered is because we ask for bad things, okay? We ask for bad things. And it's the best example. I love uh, children's kind of idea because we often have a child's like understanding sometimes of our relationship with God. And so a child who has a little bit of ice cream says, well, more ice cream has to be better, right? And as much ice cream as I can possibly have has got to be way better. But the parent understands that, okay, this little bit of ice cream is good, but if they eat too much, it's actually going to hurt them and cause problems, right? And we sometimes make that prayer as well. When we pray for certain things that we think are good, right? A little bit of ice cream's got to be good. More ice cream's got to be even better, right? Um, and that, uh, that God actually doesn't answer our prayers and says no, not because he doesn't want to answer it, uh, but because he desires our good, right? And he's answering other prayers as well. Primarily, I keep on wanting to reference back to the Our Father, right? That's the prayer that God gave us, that we all pray, we all pray within the Mass, and that is what we pray and that God wants to accomplish in our life. The other thing, so those are just kind of two basic ways in which sometimes our prayers of what we want don't get done, not because God doesn't hear it, not because he doesn't want to do it, but because there's difficulties in sometimes the way in which we pray, right? The other problem that we have sometimes with praying for what we want is that it's not just whatever we want. Uh, Both of these statements... And uh, Jesus as well, it's not just uh, like we go to uh, God as if he's Burger King and, you know, you get it your way. Um, and whatever you want, you know, like the customer's always right, right? Uh, kind of whatever you want, you know, that's, that's what it is. Uh, but in fact, we go to God not with an idea of like a, a consumer, but these phrases actually have something that preempts it. And it says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want. 
And that's an important first phrase. A simplistic view would say anybody can ask for whatever they want. But what God actually offers a condition to this and says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. Now, what does that do? If we remain in him and his words remain in us, we're not going to ask for silly things like an unlimited amount of ice cream in our life, right? We're not going to ask for that because we're going to realize that that's not our purpose in life, right? Our purpose in life is not to, you know, uh, to win a million dollars and buy an island in the Caribbean, you know, and, and live there, right? It would be nice, but, but it's not what we're made for. God wants us to be saints. He wants us to be with him in heaven forever. And unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, that causes, that requires a certain amount of pruning, a certain amount of growth in life. And I liken it to the example of kind of a coach. A bad coach is someone who says, oh yeah, do whatever you want, right? Doesn't matter. You know, we'll just, we'll show up for the track meet. We'll show up for the football game. And you just play, you know, however you are right now. No, a good coach pushes, right? And, and requires the players to like be uncomfortable in order to be able to get better. And there's a very similar process in our spiritual life where God has to kind of sometimes cause us to be uncomfortable, not because he doesn't like us, right? Not because he doesn't want us to be happy. We can sometimes see those struggles as making us not happy, but because those struggles are the things that are going to make us happy. Those are the things that are going to make us successful in the things that are most important, which is ultimately getting to heaven, right? Remaining in him, being part of the vine, to be connected to him and and united and grafted to him in a greater way. And so we need to seek to remain in him in all things. And then we're able to ask for whatever we want and it will be done for us, but not in this kind of worldly way that's separated from God, but instead in a way that's incredibly connected to God. St. John also says, uh, which I think explains it a little bit more, is it says, uh, children, let us love not in word or speech, but in deed and truth, okay? So I think this unpacks a little bit of the confusion in some ways of what does it mean to remain with Jesus? What does it remain to mean to love God? Well, we can love God sometimes in a superficial way, in word or speech, where we say, you know, yeah, God, I love you. I'm not going to do anything for you, but yeah, I love you, right? Um, and that's kind of in, in word or speech. Or sometimes we can do this in our actions. We can love other people sometimes in word and speech and not indeed in truth. One of the examples I like is, is kind of the... Um, I, I consider it Southern, but it's not necessarily just Southern, but like the, the, the Southern backhand of like, oh, bless her heart. You know, it's just like you've got this, this the, uh, kind of just a backhanded comment, like somebody who they really don't like and they're like, they need to be blessed because they need to change, right? Oh, bless her heart, right? Or, oh, you really need to pray for that person, right? Like, that's not, not because you desire, but you're kind of like gossiping about it. Like, oh, yeah, you really need to pray for that person. Ooh, they've got some problems, right? No, that's, that's loving in word and speech, right? In kind of a, a wordly way, not in deed and truth, right? Deed and truth is, is a way in which love, which is desiring the good of the other, not just 
again, in word and speech, by niceties, but in action and in true heart and desire of their good, right? And we need to have that heart as well when we come and remain with Jesus in that. I'll give you uh, sort of an example uh, of um, one thing I was thinking about. I was thinking about in ways in which I sometimes have approached God not always in the best heart. So growing up, I didn't necessarily pray that much. And so I remember very clearly one time I was trying to decide uh, a big decision in my life, where to go to college. And I was having a really difficult time. I was, I was trying to decide between the U.S. Coast Guard Academy and the U.S. Naval Academy. And I couldn't decide because there were two good colleges and whatnot. And I was talking with my mom and trying to go through the pros and cons and everything else. And I was just like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And my mom suggested to me, you know, good holy woman. Uh, and she's like, well, have you prayed about it? And I was like, no, I haven't. And so, of course, my parents made me go to Mass every single Sunday. And so I was like, well, I might as well use this time, you know, at the beginning of Mass, you know, when you kneel down and pray for something. And so I kneeled down that Sunday and I was like, God, where should I go to college? And I kind of tried to listen and pray throughout the Mass and, and nothing came to me. And I was like, well, gave that a shot. I guess I'm done with that, right? Wasn't, I didn't exactly have that much of a heart to hear his prayer or to have it answered, right? Uh, so we can sometimes do that as well. So we need to build up sometimes to be able to actually hear his response more. And, and that's what we want to do. We want to have a heart after Jesus Christ. One of the other parts uh, in Scripture says that the prayer of a holy person is powerful. Well, why is the prayer of a holy person powerful? It's because they remain in Jesus and their words remain in them. And for whatever they ask, it will be done for them. And so who's the person in our life that is the holiest person that we know? Now, perhaps right away we think of uh, maybe somebody living, right? Somebody in our life. Uh, but one of the other things that we should also go to, May is the month of Mary. And one of the people who's the holiest person, the closest person to God uh, in our life is actually Mary, our mother. And I encourage you, uh, to consider that, right? Why do we ask Mary's intercession? Well, because she's the holiest person that we know. She is the person who remains in Jesus and his words remain in him and that whatever she asks, right, will be done. And we see this within the wedding feast of Cana and other places where Mary's prayers are powerful. Now ourselves, I don't want us to walk away from this and say, well, I'm not holy enough. I don't, I'm not perfect enough in order to be able to ask God for anything. I think there's an acknowledgement that we need to make that sometimes our prayers aren't answered for good reasons. But we also need to continue to have confidence and continue to go to God because that prayer, especially the Our Father, is a purifying prayer, right? God wants us to be holy and our prayer, the Hail Mary, the Our Father, the Mass, our prayers in which our desiring is, is praying exactly this, that you might remain in him, right? That his will might be done, that we might avoid evil, right? And temptation. And so we need to continue to go to prayer. We need to continue to dive in. And at a certain point, hopefully, our will will be his, and then when our will is his, what we ask for will be answered. 
But it won't be the wants of this world. It will be the wants of God, right? Um, and so the Mass is always a great opportunity to be able to bring all those prayers to him, this perfect prayer of Jesus Christ, and unite it uh, to this. Um, prayer isn't about getting the exact right formula or the exact right posture or the exact right whatever. It's not a superstition. And if I say the words exactly right, then God will listen to me. It's an attitude. It's a, it's a placement. And so let us put, place our hearts, our beings, our deeds, our self, in deed and truth before the Lord and ask for what we want, but also continue to be open to what God wants most in our life, which is ultimately for us to be with him forever.